I'm happy for you, but also can we just not all have to do that? Can we just stop forcing everything? Does it all have to be a forced photo opportunity? It's just this totally anonymized, depersonalized alien face. Maybe they're all aliens too? I think what really where my aversion is the pet peeviness around this lies is that it doesn't feel like there's much in terms of qualifications for this kind of thing. Maybe my anxieties just stem back to that chocolate milk. <laughs> I know. I'm totally guilty of that, which is why I'm giggling. Hello, everyone. Elise here with Jamie. This is our last episode of 2020, and I don't know about you, but I am pretty ready to say fuck you, 2020. Goodbye. Knowing, of course, that not everything's going to change with the clocks, but still, it sure feels cathartic to just let this year pass into the rearview mirror. So to (laughs) round out this year in a way that feels oh so 2020 and appropriate, Today's episode is all about pet peeves. We got this idea from That's Not On Brand, which is one of our favorite podcasts. Brene did an episode earlier this month about pet peeves, and it was so fun to listen to and so relatable. And it also felt really cathartic just to kind of blow off some steam. So we wanted to do our own spin on a pet peeves episode. Thanks, Brene, for the inspiration. And... We would love to hear if any of these resonate with you. We'd love to hear about your pet peeves. Um, Please get in touch with us. You can DM us on Instagram. DM Jamie. I'm really bad at Instagram, as you'll hear in a moment. And you can email us, hi at shinyobjects.live. We just love to all sort of complain a little bit as a way to say goodbye to 2020 and then hopefully look forward to fresher times ahead. We've also got a couple of free events coming up for the new year. Um, So you should join us for New Year's Day yoga on New Year's Day. And then we've got 108 sun salutations on the second. So we'll drop both of those links in the show notes. We would love to see your faces on Zoom so we can all move into a better year together. Thanks for being here. And now let the complaining begin. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing fine. No complaints, you know. There's that word. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to come up with something else. I am not unhappy. (laughs) How about you? I love that take on fine. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? My body is tired. And so I'm not going to talk about my mental state. I'm sure we'll get to that later. But, oh, my gosh, we did a workout two days ago with Esther she's at Joyful Wellness Girl and that workout was like a wolf in sheep's clothing because it was hard I am still feeling sore from it I feel you I feel you (laughs) when she got to the point when she goes and we're halfway through I was like wait what I was like no we can't be because I, I can't go anymore we can't be halfway through oh my gosh I had the same reaction to that moment and then this morning we took power vinyasa with Nikki and there were so many chair poses and it's my quads mostly that are really sore from Esther's workout still so sitting in chair all morning with Nikki I was like please stop please make it stop 
I feel that. My hips are also really tight. My hip flexors from doing all of the jump squats and like the lunge forward, lunge back movements. And then I also had to, I did some hit and flow yesterday. So <laughs> I just feel really special today. And I am on my period. And as Nikki just texted me, we were talking about how like my hips feel really special right now. She was saying her sciatica parties really hard while she's PMSing. And I was like, that is the perfect way to describe how my low back feels this week and how my body feels this week. It's, everything's just partying hard, but like in a mean way. They're like taking rapid fire tequila shots and they're the suffer sucker. <laughs> oh my gosh. Of course they're rage partying. That's so cruel. <laughs> it's like a rage party. I just love, oh, just like achy feelings. Oh, my muscles are all like, we hate you. We hate you. Here's another shot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad for that challenge in this year because a lot of times you hear people just can't motivate when you're home and you're doing the workout. So I'm also really glad for it. I'm glad that I'm so sore. Same. You know what I was thinking actually just this morning, and this is going to sound a little weird, but like most of us, I've had a lot of extra carbs and cookies this year, but I was feeling my hamstrings and my But, and I was like, oh, I'm pretty strong in there. I've gained some weight, but I've also gotten stronger. I like that. That's awesome. That's a really nice positive to come out of this year. It's just feeling stronger, even if you feel perhaps squishier. (laughs) Or in my case, (laughs) like you stuck your whole head in a beehive. (laughs) (laughs) And came out like a giant, puffy, swollen excuse of a human. And that, and that, I have to disclaimer my puffy face sticking my head in a beehive comment really comes from the fact that I had a few more glasses of wine than I might have normally and uh, I was like in a it was an effort to try all of the different ones and uh, oh my gosh the puff the next day I was like oh whose face is that it was not my best face I'm sure it was worth it though. What was the best wine that you tried? Honestly, it was like, there was like, there were two that were really good, but honestly, it was just like this random, like Oregon Rosé and it was just so stinking good. I just wanted to drink too much of it, but there was also this different like effervescent bubbly one. It almost, it had this like almost weirdness to it that I liked. It was almost like a sour beer meets a sparkly rosé I don't know how to describe it other than that and I liked it it was different it was strange and probably good because I wouldn't want to drink the whole bottle of it (laughs) yeah that sounds like a good funky wine the day to day I liked it but when I saw my face (laughs) and it was like in a photo (laughs) I was like oh god is that what I look like today I could just imagine myself with a swarm of bees just stinging Good thing you don't have to go anywhere. I know. I know. Who cares, right? (laughs) Yeah, I've been using this opportunity of not going anywhere, of oiling up my hair and my scalp and my face, really my whole body. I've just been anointing myself with oils every day. And it's been amazing because I get really dry in the winter, especially. And since I don't have to go anywhere and look ungreasy, I'm just slathering it on. It's been amazing. I love that. I wish that I could do that. I hate that feeling of slimy, 
And I know it's not actually slimy. People love that feeling. I'm so weird. If there were an option to be matte finished always, <laughs> like that's the skin I just need. I used to have this joke. I think it started when I when we were in college and I started noticing that every single one of my roommates would get out of the shower and instantly before they did anything else, just hot dripping wet from the shower, lotioned their whole body. And I remember being like, wait, this is what people do. I don't ever do that. I don't put lotion on. And I, nor do I want to, because I actually hate it. I hate putting lotion on when I get out of a shower. And then I went on this mission to become one of these people that puts lotion on after the shower. <laughs> and I actually made it a New Year's resolution because that's a normal thing to do. You did it for three days literally three days. And then I was like, I hate this. I feel slimy. I don't like this feeling. I felt wet all the time. I felt like I was humid. And I just, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so anyways. Yeah, um, I remember that experience of like living with peers for the first time, female peers, and being like, oh, this is how you're supposed to be a girl. Or this is what you're supposed to do after you get out of the shower. All those mysteries that you weren't initiated into also yeah. that's a really funny new year's resolution <laughs> <laughs> and you know how I described it I told all of my roommates at the time we were talking about like new year's resolutions and a lot of them were like drink less just normal sort of new year's resolutions and I was like I want to be one of those girls that puts lotion on and <laughs> out of the shower <laughs> like what and they were like um okay and yeah, now after that, speaking of lotion and showers and things that grown-ups do and people with nice skin do, God, after the skincare talk with one of my major girl crushes, Gabby, the Mrs. Farrington on Insta, in case you want to stalk, she did this incredible skincare panel with Now Foods products, and she made the beautiful scrub exfoliant treatment. And I was just like, whatever she's using eating, drinking, doing, I want to do it. Because she just like glows. Like for real, she glows. And during that, I realized that two things about myself, I still don't put on lotion after a shower. And that's probably why I do not glow. And number two, I don't wash my face. <laughs> like <laughs> With any sort of, yeah, routine. So maybe that's a goal for myself is to institute some kind of... Yeah, Gabby is otherworldly. How can yeah. I just be Gabby? I, I tried, but that's the problem is I tried to be Gabby, I think. <laughs> With your lotion. <laughs> In college, and I couldn't do it. I like couldn't do it. It was one simple thing. I'm going to literally get out of the shower and put lotion on. That's it. And three days, three days. You have chosen a pretty interesting profession, given that you prefer a matte finish on your life. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Because I'm always slimy with sweat. <laughs> and, okay, but then that adds my layer of why I don't like lotion, is because then when I sweat, I feel it even more. And I my skin feels like it just feels like this what I imagine Nickelodeon slime feels like. Oh. I just don't like that feeling. And if you're a lotion company and you're about to pitch me on your non-slimy lotion, I've tried them all. It's not you. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Jamie just broke up with lotion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'll use it on my hands, but sometimes my feet. 
But man, it is not an everyday occurrence. I will tell you that. So if you really want to be economical about your lotion, come to me. I can teach you how to make it last for 10 years. (laughs) And then if you're really spendy on it, it doesn't matter because you have it forever. Yeah, you could get that, what, $300 eye cream or whatever it is. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that would last me forever. It'd be an eternity of eye cream. That's how much I eat eye cream. The cost per use would be abysmal, though. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm starting to think, now that we're saying all of these things about my strange (laughs) proclivities, maybe, potentially, I'm just an alien. Oh, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) What? Okay, so this might be my unimportant, important news. And I don't even know if this is it. If this is going to sound so weird. But it was the, probably one of the funniest things that's happened in a long time. And I think it's just funny to me, mostly. I think I've been laughing about it for days. But I'm running the other morning, as I often am doing. <laughs> Newsflash, I was running. And a friend of mine, Michael, starts telling us that there's this documentary that we need to watch that's out and I do not remember the name it's something like phenom or the phenom or the phenomenal I don't know something like that and you have to rent it so it's a step too many for me it's not on Hulu or Netflix it's on YouTube or Vimeo and you have to rent it and I was like okay I'm already out but then he said it's not the movie with John Travolta because I guess there's one of those two but it's this documentary about aliens and they have all of these testimonials from government officials and witnesses and we launched into this I asked him if sometimes the Shrek theme song plays in the background of the documentary and I don't know all the words to it but I just always know it goes something believe in fairy tales and so whole joke starts we're singing that along like talking about aliens and UFOs and I'm being really punchy about it and then I kid you not three minutes later running along all of a sudden this crazy beeping sound starts there's this crazy beeps and we're all like what is that And then Michael pulls out his phone. He goes, because he doesn't know what it is, but he's, oh, I think it's coming from me. This is a sound I've never heard before. It was like a countdown beep. Like you recognize the beep as a countdown to something. And he goes, I don't know what this is. And then it says, time's up. (laughs) And we're all, oh shit, the aliens are coming for us. And I was like, take him, not me. I'm not fun. But... uh, (laughs) And then I gave him the offering to add more time. And we were all like, yes, please add more time, add more time. (laughs) So I've been thinking a lot about myself. What if I am an alien and I'm here and you don't know that I'm an alien, but I'm just inhabiting some earthling's body. Maybe they're among us. Wow. (laughs) This is making me reconsider everything that I hold as truth that would be the ultimate kicker on this year if you were like oh by the way I'm an alien (laughs) I could be I I actually could be and then our friend Robin said that she does think that perhaps her dog Daisy is an alien (laughs) and I was like you know what I see that I totally see that I've seen that in black it's believable wow this went in a really strange direction today Okay, one more comment. This is slightly unimportant, important, newsworthy, but this happened today. I'm out running alone. It's raining. I have my hood pulled up, my mask on, my headphones in, and I'm listening to a podcast. And I was running really hard because I had to do like really short and quick today. I had zero time. And I'm so I'm running really hard and I'm like huffing and puffing and I'm like trying, 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 going. And I'm, the podcast that I'm listening to makes me laugh 
so hard that I have to fully stop. And I took a video of myself fully stopped laughing because it was so comical to me that I like couldn't keep moving because I was laughing so hard. And then, cause I can't breathe, right? Like I'm like running really hard. So the point of the story being that then I get home and my watch tells me things like when I finish, like I press stop on the run or whatever. And it goes moderate activity. And I was like, screw you. <laughs> moderate. Like I couldn't even laugh. I had to stop just to laugh. Moderate. Give me a break. What was the podcast? What made you laugh so hard? Oh my gosh. So it was Armchair Expert. And it was during a fact check of Scott Kelly, who is an astronaut. And it was just this, I, I, like, I can't even probably do this justice, but it was like two things. It was the fact that they started talking about how the whole household, Chris and Bell and Dak Shepard, like celebrities, were having trouble with their poops and couldn't get their stools out. <laughs> like, they're talking about getting their stools out. Then she starts talking about how they took one of their dogs out, and the dog, he says, has a real donger, and it's like a piece of petrified wood when he finally gets his poop out the fact that he calls it a donger and then petrified wood and then he says the next poop the dog had was like mustard and I lost my mind because I was like that description of when your poop is irregular is so good (laughs) but also celebrities are having petrified wood poops and their dogs are pooping mustard and it's made me happy and I didn't laugh about this but I have to say Another thing that made me really happy was that Monica Padman, the co-host of the same podcast, she went to Home Depot to get her Christmas tree. And so did we. She didn't go to a tree farm or go and cut it down herself. Something super cute on Instagram. I was like, ah, she went to Home Depot. And so did we. (laughs) Stars. They're just like us. I know. I was like, good. I should have done an Instagram shoot of us picking out our tree at Home Depot. (laughs) Can I just say that those make me feel really... Okay, anyways. I have a feeling I know where you were going with that, and I think you should save it. Saving. Filed away. Great. My unimportant, important news for you is not about being an alien. I can't even begin to match that one, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it the old college try anyway. So I'm on some drugs right now, medicine. It's a prescription. And Uh it's supposed to help with my PMS, which is like ever since I weaned is absurd. It's criminal. Nobody should have to function with this level of PMS. Like my hormones and my moods are just out of control. So I'm on some drugs and these drugs give me the weirdest dreams. And I'm not going to tell you my dreams because nobody ever wants to hear anyone else's dreams. But I will tell you that one of them last night involved all of these people from my childhood that I didn't know that I remembered. So if yesterday you were like, Elise, make a list of everyone that you can remember that was in your class in elementary school and middle school, etc., all these people who showed up in my dreams, I would not have been able to put on that list, but I now remember them. It's like these dreams are reaching so far deep into my subconscious and pulling out things that I had no idea I had any memory of. So it was super random. And I was like, oh, that person. Oh, that person. 
okay, I guess they're all in my house now. And then Nathan kicked them all out. My partner kicked them out of our house. So that felt pretty fitting. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really weird. All these things that are coming up in my really bizarre dreams that I actually remember are things that are not top of mind. Super weird. I am not on any prescriptions or things for my PMS, but super weird that you're having weird dreams because so am I this week. And it's, I kid you not, I was telling a friend yesterday that I've been having these super weird dreams. And again, the dream, whatever, doesn't matter. But I've also, I don't know if this happens to others, but when I am PMSing, I have the worst dreams slash night sweats like imaginable. I like wake up and I've done a hit and flow workout and it's disgusting. It is like the worst way to sleep because you have to wake up multiple times during the night and you're just like, ew, I'm like clammy. <laughs> it's like the ultimate assault. It's just, haha, screw you. Now you're going to sweat through your like PJs. And, ugh, it's so gross. I'm so gross. No, so much sweat. Don't wash my face. I have night sweats. Ugh, I'm disgusting. I'm fired. <laughs> uh, anyway so it, it, that gives me yeah I'm just like wow that's so weird I've literally had having the weirdest dreams all week and also sweating which I hate oh. see maybe it is the moon maybe the moon is doing something to us maybe it's not my drugs maybe it's not your PMS it's just like the universe I I would love to blame somebody else for this I'm always <laughs> like, why is this happening to me uh, yeah and it's always for me it's always like around PMS like I don't like night sweat every night of my life or something but every time I'm PMSing these days especially since having a baby that is what happens to me god it just feels so unfair yeah like, and then I wake up and I'm so dehydrated and I'm like rah <laughs> gotta work out in my sleep moderate effort <laughs> yeah asshole watch <laughs> that was so frustrating today I was like are you kidding me are you kidding me uh, can't you even just give me like a stamp of approval I would pay for an app that validated me that way wow you're the strongest person who's ever used this app oh my god that would be amazing you'd be like so pumped on yourself all the time no. I will give you some validation though legit I called you a magical bean because sometimes I screw up things that are supposed to be like magical being. <laughs> and I like to say things like magical bean and not always on purpose. Just that's what comes out of my mind, my head, my mouth, my text. And anyway, because you literally are the most magical person. I had a super tech failure that I have tried for six months to fix. And I gave you my login and my password for something and you fixed it in five minutes or less. And I am like, I don't know how or why, but I'm grateful. So I'm validating you as a very magical bean today. Thank you. I'm going to take that because I'll take any kind of validation right now. But also, I think what is actually happening here is not that I'm a magical bean or a tech genius, but it's just evidence that you have some kind of black thumb force field because that thing that I did today was so simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of magical beans, you said something earlier. You said, is it okay? A sheep and no, a wolf in sheep's clothing. 
And you said it so flawlessly and with confidence. And it made me so happy that like, how do you say that you use them? I used one on a previous episode of this and my mother-in-law, thank you, Pam, texted me to confirm that I had used it correctly. <laughs> and I was oh, like, wow. <laughs> oh, which one uh, was it? Six ways to Sunday. Cause I was like, I actually oh, don't know yeah. what that means after I said it. And she confirmed for me that it was used correctly and told me what the definition was. Oh, and I struggle with those. I once said to my partner, Casey, I said, I was having this outer body experience. <laughs> and he goes, I'm sorry, what did you just say? And I was like, I'm ha- I had an outer body experience. What do you mean? And he was like, wait, can you say it again? And I was like, why is he messing with me? Like, what? What do you not understand about this? And he goes, are you saying outer body? And I was like, yeah, I had an outer body experience. And he was like, no, <laughs> like, that's, that's not what it is. And I was like, but I remember texting you and I was like, are you really my friend? How come you've never told me this before? (laughs) Uh, The thing is, I can't really be friends with an alien, so. (laughs) Who has an outer body experience. (laughs) You have like an outer space experience. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where I learned these things. And then I just, they just become true. And then, yeah, and yeah. Then it's like, you discover you're wrong. See, I think that's so interesting. It's like things that you clearly have heard before, and but you like didn't quite get the words exactly because you just <laughs> learned it from hearing it in conversation. And I have a different problem in which I there's a bunch of words that I know from reading, but I don't know how to pronounce or I pronounce badly or incorrectly because I've never actually heard them. I just picked them up in a book. And one of my favorites is... I was back when I was SAT tutoring I was like quizzing a student on vocab words and I said banal which is not the right way to say banal and oh I did not know that (laughs) (laughs) and that's just my favorite example because it sounds like anal and I was talking to a high school student right for being embarrassing or funny but it happens to me all the time where I like use a word and pronounce it wrong because I had never heard it before. I think it's funny where our <laughs> like our fault lines show up. Yeah, I do this a lot. So I have a lot of sayings that I don't quite get right. <laughs> and, like, and then so now I question everything because I'm like, oh no, is this another one of these like outer body experiences? <laughs> nobody told me about. Nobody was like, hey, by the way, it's not outer body. My favorite one that you say or used to say is. <laughs> <laughs> to make a mountain out of a, <laughs> I can't even say it. a mohill. Oh, I did not know. Oh God, I yeah. And then it was with you. I like finally was like, wait, what is a mohill? <laughs> wait, what? Oh yeah. It yep. happened right here on this podcast. In fact, <laughs> I think I learned that it's there's no such thing as a mohill. So why would that make any sense? I don't know. Oh yeah it's a struggle these are things that yeah when you have people with (laughs) attention to detail that will call you out they'll be like I don't think that's right (sighs) the problem Uh, now we know we can ask Pam to fact check I loved that I got a text about that because I was like I remember saying it out loud and then being like why do I do this why do I say things that I actually have no idea what it means and I just assume that it works and I shouldn't do that and then it was nice to have that it worked. And um, also, words that you say really nicely is 
etc. You say it different than me. When I say it, it sounds to me like I'm saying excedrin. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I, or it sounds like I'm a prescription. But when you said it, I was like, ooh, that sounds lovely. So anyways, that's, that's me being your app validating you today. Oh, thanks. I can't even say it the way you say it, etc. But you say it nicely. I think you say, oh my gosh, see, do I say it wrong? Because I say etc. <laughs> There's no X in it. Oh, oh God. Am I my mother? <laughs> I just have this realization because she says espresso. Oh God. Okay, let's move on before I feel really bad about myself. <laughs> okay, let's move on before our mothers get really mad at us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. I don't think my mom figured out podcasts yet, so I think I'm good. <laughs> Man, this could, go really, this could go really bad. Oh, actually, that's a great segue. We're talking about pet peeves today. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you one, or at least yet, because she hasn't really figured out how to do this. So I can tell this as a pet peeve because it's such a perfect segue. My mom, every single time we are with her at her house, she loves to feed us, which is lovely. But she loves to buy uh, manchego cheese. <laughs> And every single time she goes, oh, I got some really good Manchenko. <laughs> and I'm always like, okay, that sounds so great. And Casey will like look at me like a sideways glance. Like we just like exchange this look. And I almost always like just can't contain myself because I'm like, I know what we're both thinking. And we both just want to be like, it's not Manchenko. It never has been and it never will be. Um, but it's become such a pet peeve of mine that he will often say that to me just to rile me up. She also replaces the S in salsa with a Z. And she loves to offer us salsa. <laughs> like, oh my God, my blood boils. Because now every time we have tacos, or, which is every week, Casey will be like, should we have some salsa with it? And I'm like, don't, just don't. <sighs> that's, that's a pet peeve. Yeah. And yeah, sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah, it's, and if it was anyone else besides your mom, it probably wouldn't bother you. Of or course. You'd be like, oh, they say Manchego wrong, but whatever. Like, you wouldn't give it a second thought ever. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, I'm terrified of our kids getting older. I can't even imagine what we're going to horrify them with. I know. So many, there's so many possibilities, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Colby's gonna be like, my mom has no hill. Can you believe that? <laughs> and she complimented somebody for saying the word excedra because she can't Yeah, she can't understand that there's no X in it. <laughs> I'm on my way to espresso. You know what one of my silliest but most enduring pet peeves is? I hate sitting in a draft if there's just a little bit of air blowing on me. It makes me feel crazy. Very funny because I also feel that way. Really? I hate it. I don't like air conditioning. I always am the person that closes the air vents. Yes. Yeah. And Casey's always, are you hot? Are you cold? I just don't want it on me. I want it to be tempered in here, but I also don't want that on me. Same. I don't ever want a fan blowing on me. I don't want the air conditioning blowing on me. 
if I'm in a coffee shop and I'm sitting under a vent, I will move. I'm so with you. And that's so funny because I always would look for the places in coffee shops where there's no air blasting or no fan directly over. Well, you know what else drives me crazy? And I haven't had to deal with this for a while because of all of this. When you get to a yoga class or any kind of studio class, really, and you set up your mat and let's say it's not a very crowded room yet. And then when someone comes and puts their shit directly in front of you or so close next to you, when there's plenty of other spaces they can be in, they don't need to be exactly right in front of you. Yeah. Like, I yourself, bro. Come on. I totally understand that. But I am also really guilty of being, well, pre-COVID, of course, but being the person who will come uncomfortably close to you. <laughs> I don't feel that I need a ton of space around me. I never have felt like I need like my own little sanctuary or bubble to do things. And so I'm very, I get really unaware of sometimes how close I'll put my mat to somebody or like how close I'll put it to the teacher's mat or yeah. And I have to check myself. I have to be like, oh my God, I am on top of your mat and I'm sorry. And I have to move. And I think it's partially because in San Francisco, you always expected classes to just be mat to mat packed, whatever bodies. And so I got really used to inching as close to a mat as I could possibly get. I'm like, okay, let's go. And then I just shimmy up right next to somebody. In a crowded room, I totally get it. And it doesn't bother me. It's more when it's one of those classes, it's going to have five people in it. And then someone comes and plunks their mat down directly in front of yours. Then I'm like, really? Right there? Come on. (laughs) My yoga related pet peeve. I really very much cannot stand When somebody comes, and this is pre-COVID, clearly, because who would do this now? I just hate it when somebody brings a tissue box and places it on their mat because they know they're going to be hacking up a lung or nodding their contents out of their body out during class. And so they need that tissue box on their mat so that they can do that throughout the class. That makes me feel so crazy. That is so distracting. And also, it is so disgusting. Especially because I want to be super close to you, uncomfortably close to you. And now you're going to spray snot all over me. I think that will change now that COVID has changed us all. But that was one of my big pet peeves with space and people being really gross. Oh, or you, people that do personal grooming on an airplane. What? I've been on an airplane with someone who is legit trimming their fingernails. What? Who does that? It was so disgusting. It was so disgusting. Just wrong. I I think I shot them the most evil glances the entire time because I wanted to be like, you are actually disgusting. (laughs) Like, that's disgusting. (laughs) Says the girl who barely cut their own fingernails. (laughs) Ew, that's unforgivable. Under no circumstances do you have to cut your fingernails on an airplane. The only instance I can see where that makes sense, if you have a serious one finger and there was a hangnail situation that you couldn't sit still because it was like driving you crazy. Like I could see if you just quietly needed to remove that, I would understand. But to do a full fingernail clip, there's no reason for that. You can wait. Yeah. And then when you fix that one fingernail, do it under your jacket or something. Don't display your personal grooming to your seatmates. Ugh. One of those really gross things that I do that I think is one of Casey's pet peeves. I I actually love to floss. I'm an alien, like I said earlier. Mm -hmm. And I love flossing. I think it's the most satisfying thing ever, which is also gross. But I love to sit and floss in bed while I'm reading. He thinks it's disgusting, but he also gets really mad because I'll usually put a piece of recycled paper 
on my nightstand and then put the floss strips there and then I'll discard them the next day. It'll sit overnight. And sometimes he'll come over and just pick it up. And he has like snarl on his face as he takes it. <laughs> and I like know he hates it. I just do it anyway. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. That reminds me. So Jeremy, my brother and your cousin who uh-huh. on this podcast, he will walk around with one of those flossing sticks. He walks around downtown San Francisco flossing. Like yep. I never forget just crossing busy streets with him and he's flossing. I have that memory of Jeremy also just like flossing everywhere you go. <laughs> Almost so freeing to me. I think it actually started my bedtime flossing routine. So I should just blame Jeremy every time I do it. Because I do think I was like, oh, I could do other things. I don't have to stand in the mirror. I can multitask. <laughs> and I think there was such an attraction to that feeling of multitasking while I floss. Because I find it really enjoyable. But standing in the bathroom for that long, my feet get cold. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably why I don't wash my face as often as I should. God, full circle. Yeah. Cold feet, man. They ruin everything. They really do. My other pet peeve, and I'm here's my mother's daughter saying, I hate when somebody in this home will put towels in with other laundry. I do not like washing towels with my clothes. It makes me crazy. For whatever reason... I have this belief that you should not wash your clothes with your towels, and it happens a lot in our house, and I don't like it. We have a similar divide on laundry philosophy in our house, where one person feels really strongly that towels don't get washed with everything else, and another person feels like you just throw whatever's dirty in with whatever else is dirty. Do you throw everything in? I do. I knew it. I knew it. Also, also, I've been fired from washing towels, which I'm completely fine with. So I don't wash towels anymore. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that we're different on that. That's funny that me and Nathan are on the same page with the towels. That makes me feel like some kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, you guys are like not on the same page with a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, like that seems so not me in some way, but it's so me that I can't fight it. I just, I feel crazy when I see that happen. Okay, because I talked about it, so I'm just going to go there. Mm, yeah, go there. It's just about Christmas trees, okay? I'm going to tell you that. It's not just about Christmas trees. It's about... Isn't part of the war on Christmas? Hold on. Are you no. waging a war on Christmas? I'm not, okay? I'm not grinching out here. I'm just going to say... <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm just going to go with this. I sometimes feel like this forced do it for the gram attitude that we have put upon ourselves is becoming like, I'm so, I get so tired of everybody and their mother's posts about chopping down their own tree and like the, the beautiful video of them walking out into the woods. And I'm like, can you just show me that you went to Home Depot, damn it, and bought the tree? Does everybody have this time? Or it works out for you every year to go do that. And and if you've been doing that for a long time, you have these traditions and whatever, and it's so cute and whatever, you guys wear matching outfits and everyone's in a great mood. I'm happy for you. But also, can we just not all have to do that? Why does it always have to be a grammable moment? And this face. Okay, here's another pet peeve. There's a face on Instagram. So see, I told you this isn't all about trees. This is really about cultural pet peeves. Where Can you guys, can we just stop forcing everything? Does it all have to be like a forced? photo opportunity or whatever and I know I've ranted about this with people's fitness setups and stuff in their homes which is a whole nother thing but anyway just to say that not just about your trees 
But also, if you are filtering your face to a point where you are no longer a human, you are actually an alien, stop it. Stop it right now. And I know you've seen this too. I stumbled onto an account of a person that I know I've met in person and I know what her face looks like. And then her face popped up in my feed. And I was like, that is not her face. And that is a really strange face. And it's this weird, I don't even know what the filter is. It's like all of a sudden there's no like contour of her face. It's just like a, it looks like, what do you call that? Uh, Avatars. I don't know. I just, it made me feel really nuts and I see it everywhere. It's bigger eyes and almost no contour to the point where you're like flawless skin, but it's robot flawless. And I stop with the Instagram face, people. Stop. Yeah, Instagram face is awful. It's this perfectly smooth, sort of glowy bot face that's modeled off the Kardashians, like post lots and lots of procedures and surgeries and things. It's just this totally anonymized, depersonalized alien face maybe they're all aliens too they're all aliens dude that face and and everyone commenting on how pretty you look like they're lying they're lying I've been seeing all over the place that plastic surgeons are getting people coming in with these super filtered Instagram faces and they're I want to look like this in real life that's so weird that makes me so sad and so yes that is a that is a pet peeve of mine. Like, I just, I want to see less Instagram face. I feel like TikTok has been an answer to this in some ways because, well, some of it is so about just creating these silly snapshots of little capsules of time or dances where you're not like everything's so curated in magazine. But then again, there's a lot of curation happening there too, whatever. But sometimes I'm just like, can we just show some reality? Is your home workout space really a greenhouse with the most plants on earth? And white space and just the most does everybody live like that (laughs) because I do yoga in my office there's a coat rack to my right and it's computers and the lighting is yellow and it's whatever and I just sometimes wish we could just see some more of that less Instagram faces please yeah I can get on board with that good for all of us it's not good for people it's not good for our mental states and also just this weird idea that our lives look like that And I know this is old news, right? People have been talking about this for years and like social media's pitfalls, et cetera. But I don't know. I I think I'm just in it so often that I look at it and I go, gross, gross. This doesn't really happen. Come on. And I don't know. And I love a good matching outfit. I love like a costume or a matching outfit. I like to be funny. But sometimes people, you and your Christmas trees and your matching outfits, like it gets so over the top. (laughs) And your pot faces. I can't. No more bots. And I feel bored. You know what I hate about Instagram? Well, besides everything about Instagram, and this is probably a really 2020 specific complaint, but I am so done with people who are complaining about really stupid shit. When people are going hungry and dying and they're like, I can't get my nails done today or whatever. I'm not thinking of a real example, but I feel like there's a lot of really petty complaints that are like, oh, well, my life is so hard. And don't get me wrong. It's okay to complain, but I feel like there's been a lot of earnest. I'm the victim here. I couldn't get my nails done. And this is a major hardship for my life kind of content. And it just, I've had to mute things because I'm just like, I can't deal with this right now. Same. I'm on board with that 100%. 
And yeah, I get so, I have so many conflicting feelings. In some ways, this is like becoming a social media ramp, but I'm just going to, I'll keep this part short. I, I think there's so many ways to use platforms in a way that drives meaningful connections and experiences for people. And I think what, what drives that wedge and why it gets such a bad rap is when everybody and their mother has a photographer following them around. <laughs> and every photo is you've got your best outfit on and your hair done. I, and I'm just like, nobody, nobody looks like this all the time. Can't we just be a little more real sometimes. I just get nauseous looking at it. I'm like, ugh, another one. Ugh. The spectacle is not pleasing. Oh. I do not feel inspired. Oh. And because we were talking about periods, I got into this person's stories. I didn't mean to be in them, but it just popped up. And then I ended up watching. And I swear to you, it was a 10-part story about getting their period. Context-wise, this person had gone off some form of birth control and then didn't have their period for some time. And in my mind, I saw myself typing to them, that's normal, right? (laughs) But there's time lapse between that. It's normal. You're not a unicorn in this. This isn't story content. It's this attention-seeking behavior that I'm like, okay, that's just a normal occurrence. Cool your jets here. That's what I wanted to write, but I knew that I couldn't. So I just let it go. But I was like, duh, of course your period's are regular after you go off birth control. Hello. That's what I wanted. Yeah, I think it's that it's, that's attention-seeking behavior is gets so old. So old. And so obnoxious. And I'm so grossly overgeneralizing here, but everyone treats it like they're bringing this really hard-hitting expose to them. Like, guess what? My period was irregular. (laughs) And you're like, cool. My whole life, yeah. You are not an investigative journalist. You are not Ronan Farrow. Thank you. Sit down. Yep, exactly. Just sit down, person. (laughs) That is just a normal thing that happens. And it's not just the period person. This is sort of tangential, but a friend of ours from high school tweeted something the other day that I was like, whoa, did I feel called out? And I think every mom on Instagram should feel called out. So she wrote, she's at Amy Melissa Estes. Oh, she's so funny. She's so funny. She wrote, moms post things like shenanigans with my crew. And it's like two pics of their kid in a car seat at the Starbucks (laughs) drive-thru. And I was like, oh, shit. Yep, that's true. That is actually true. I've never been to a Starbucks drive-thru, but yep. yes, I feel called out by this. And and then I was thinking about it more because it's true. There's a ton of mom content out there like this. And then I was like, but you know what? Sometimes getting your kids into the car seat and making it to the Starbucks <laughs> drive-thru, sometimes that does feel like a shenanigan. <laughs> and it doesn't get reflected in the picture. But I think it gave me a little bit more empathy for what I previously thought was really dumb mom Instagram captions. Uh-huh. Because there's there's usually a backstory. There's a reason that you're celebrating having made it to the fucking <laughs> um, And I think probably a lot of my content from early mom life was shit like that, where I was like, look, the baby and I are at Target. Whoa. But it was a big deal in that moment. <laughs> big deal. I understand. I do, I'm totally guilty of that, which is why I'm giggling. I do that every day. I have some story about something that people won't get, but there's just, you have these little feet that are like, they're so big in the moment. Like yesterday, it was like about which 
shoes and it was like I want the blue Nikes and I was like okay both of them are blue so what shoes and then it ultimately became the rain boots which are not at all Nike anyway and then he put them on the wrong feet because he's really into putting his own rain boots on and then I'm like okay so that's on the wrong foot so let's do this again and then it was like this huge temper tantrum and then when we finally got out it was like ah and I wrote magic hour was really magical or something like that. And that's why this is making me laugh. And it was just a picture of my kid eating goldfish. <laughs> but like nobody understands why this became so magical. It was like, we made it. We got the fucking boots on the right feet. Yeah. Yes. It's. Yep. yep. Yeah. I'm like, that is a hundred percent true. And it's, also like what the mom is writing it's true it is a shenanigan I feel seen <sighs> yep okay I have one that's gonna yeah. be controversial so I'm just gonna go ahead and say it Ooh. okay <laughs> I'm sorry in advance if this applies to you in some way and I'm wrong about it <laughs> not to you I know this doesn't apply to you but to you people ears who are listening Oh my gosh. I want to be all on board with all of you life coaches out there in the world. But man, I just can't understand how many of those we need and how everybody becomes a life coach. And then all of a sudden, their coaches become life coaches. And they're all putting out kind of the same content. Like, I just don't get it. And it's, saturating my feed in a way that I feel really nuts and then I feel should I go through this transformation (laughs) what is it that they're all really doing in there (laughs) but I'm not going to do it I don't want to I don't to me it's no I I'm so like averse to having someone teach me how to live suspiciously like an MLM yes yes that's exactly my thoughts and you know what? I just have to say this. I think therapy and like group therapy and all those things are really important. I think we should all have outlets for mental health. Like hundred percent. I think that's very important. I think what really where my aversion and the pet peeviness around this lies is that it doesn't feel like there's like much in terms of qualifications for this kind of thing. And I feel like to say, to put a label on it that I'm going to be your life coach, that's a really big thing, right? Like you're telling someone, I'm going to teach you how to do life. Okay, when I think of a coach, like you have a coach that's, I'm going to help you run faster. I'm going to help you run better. So I'm like, okay, now you're my life coach. So you're going to coach me how to live? How can one (laughs) do that when you're not here in my home, seeing everything that I'm doing? Like, how do you, how can you be the expert on that? (laughs) How can you teach me how to live? Don't I have to sort of experience life and fail at things to learn how to live? They'll be like, Jamie, first thing, just start washing your towels with everything else. (laughs) Yeah, stop spreading over the damn towels. Yeah, I feel like if anything, it's showing there's this huge vacuum in people's lives where they feel like imposter in their own lives, right? They don't know how to live or how to reach goals or things without a life coach. And probably the role that maybe mentors are supposed to serve, or I don't know. I would, yeah. I would be loath to hire a 20-something life coach. I, I just don't understand how they, they could teach me how to live. And prove me wrong. I welcome you to prove me wrong. You're about to get DM'd so hard, I girl. I probably just set myself up for a fire. And 
<laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm fine with that. Bring it. Because I just have a really hard time understanding, like, how you're going to tell me to live differently. Oh, another pet peeve that is extraordinarily silly. But I feel really possessive over my charging cords for my phone. And this doesn't really happen anymore because we don't go anywhere. But whenever you would travel or be in a different space, my husband never brings a charging cord anywhere. And he would use mine and then it would somehow get appropriated into his belongings. And then I wouldn't have a charging cord. And sometimes I just need something to be just mine. And my charging cord is one of those things that I need to be just mine. I don't want to share it with anyone. I totally understand that. It's funny because I have that same, I have that same thing. And we don't even share, Casey and I don't even share an actual cord because he has a, a Google phone and I have an iPhone, but he often forgets the butt and then he like wants to use mine, but I bring one and I use it for my watch and my headphones. And then I'm like, ah, you're using it. And we once went on a trip or something and I was just, I was so frustrated every time I saw his device plugged into my charging butt and I was like this is is so ridiculous but also I just need to get over it and take a deep breath and it'll be fine and yeah I I, so I feel that I get very weird about that also and I think it's because it you've been so you've probably been in so many situations where you haven't had it and it feels it's you just you like needed it and you didn't have it. And then you felt like it was this massive assault on your day in some way, or at least that's what it is for me. And then, so when you do have it and you're responsible and someone else doesn't, you just, you just can't do it. You're like, no, I don't, because I don't want you to have the opportunity to lose it or to misplace it or to make it not available to me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking about pet peeves and what's funny about them is that I think we've both acknowledged multiple times throughout this, that these are things that often we're like, this is so silly. This is so silly. Take a deep breath. It'll be okay. And I just imagine that everybody out there, we all have these things that we know, we know deep down, like this is so silly. Get over it. You're being ridiculous. But we do it anyway. You just can't help yourself. I wonder what it is about these things that we let them get to us in that way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking about it. Why does my blood boil when my mom says salsa? (laughs) Why does that matter? I don't know. And then I'm thinking, okay, and then I'm going to say this, because now I'm starting to think maybe it's because it's exactly all the things that I do. It's scaring me because it's all the same things that I do. Maybe that's the larger thing, because... You know what? I was thinking as we were both talking about the charger and not that I can speak for you, but I am the queen of forgetting certain essentials and just being like, oh, I'll just use yours. And so I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I think with the charger, I'm so classically underprepared for most things and so likely to forget essential things that when I actually remember something essential, like a charger, I feel very attached to it. Yeah. I'm afraid that if I move it, I'll never have that moment of satisfaction again of, look, I was a responsible person and brought a charger. Yeah. Yep. I understand. I'm fully, I'm here with you. And I'm just like, oh God, because I'm thinking about myself and going, there's these things that bother me that I realize I do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
as a child, I did this and I would still do this. You would fill up your glass with chocolate milk and I would just drink it. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that. Maybe my charger anxieties just stem back to that chocolate milk. I know. <laughs> oh, all these things that we've done. Yeah. Except the vents thing. I don't think there's anything about air blowing on us that indicates something that we loathe about ourselves. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's a weird one. It's weird that we both have that. I don't know that I knew that about you yeah. until now, but yeah. Yeah. Same. I didn't know. I, I don't like it. <laughs> that's very odd. Mm-hmm. I, I know as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to be like, I have a billion more. And they're going to be extra <laughs> funny things to think about today. Maybe I'll stop and laugh. And we're going to have to do a part two. Yeah, we might. I'm going to have to just write a bunch of things down and be like, today this bothered me and today this bothered me. And then I can be that annoying person on Instagram griping about stupid shit. (laughs) Yeah, today my husband took my charger again. Ah! That would be really funny, actually, if that was like your next post. (laughs) And write it seriously. And then do it in matching outfits and you're both holding chargers. Oh, maybe I'll take him to a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> it is right. Conflict resolution 101 from your favorite life coach. <laughs> Bring your own damn charger to the Christmas tree farm. Wear the flannel. <laughs> Bring the chainsaw. Don't bring your grumpy Jewish husband to a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> That's so funny. I love this. He'll probably try and put the charger into the tree. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shiny Objects. If you enjoyed it, we would so appreciate you leaving a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. And please check out our sister podcast, The Activist. That's active with an E-I-S-T. Thanks for being here and see you next time.